1: Uh, Moxley made his return to uh,
2: AEW. Come on, come on, Moxley. I have immediate problems. What's that? Because we did uh, at our live, I think it may have been uh, Crown Jewel, if not Money in the Bank, watch along. We did a, a game wherein we had to sing along to... A theme with some words yes and um i did that for john moxley's theme and you said that sounds nothing like john moxley's theme and it sounded exactly like what you just did so you knew you were just making me prat around in front of everybody and i feel somewhat betrayed. Oh, well, I would never do such a thing. Anyway, welcome to the rest
1: of the podcast review of AEW Collision. I'm Luke, I'm in DAD. I'm joined by your soon-to-be-former jam that championed the professor, the truth, Dan Layton. Uh, welcome. Uh, please do press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe if this is your first time here and you enjoy this sort of inane waffle. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of Collision. If you're watching live, let me know how excited you are about TNI and how great I am at singing. Uh, and into get- in your Omega <laughs> chats to restore.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollar amount. What a week for TNA it's been! What a week for TNA! Huge. I'm sure there will be uh, some chat on that a bit later on. Mm. Mostly people just seem to be uh, enjoying my Mr. Rogers look that I got. Yeah, I said this on. when I
2: came in. You, you're looking very dadly today. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm feeling pretty dadly yeah. today. <laughs> 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 so, because I'm not feeling very pretty. So, like, between us, oh, at be least well one well of us well is going. Oh, it's been a, it's, I've eaten really badly over the yeah. past couple of weeks. I, I discovered French tacos, or rather rediscovered French tacos, um, and we had some yesterday. They're so good, Luke.
1: Well, I basically I was looking at my my wardrobe this morning, and I was like, I don't really know what I'm, I'm mm. going to wear. It's it's cold now. So yeah, we're into it's, it's, ju- it's jumper season, and then I thought, oh, maybe I'll wear a little shirt underneath it. Mm. So you know, it's mm. it's handsome. Oh, thank it's you it's comely. comely. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a warm, welcoming hug uh, on through a YouTube video, so. and I'm a cold, miserable <laughs> rock face. So, however, we are going to have a lot of fun today. Because we are. This was a very good edition it of was. AEW Collision uh, that I thought. Had a really good like through line of mm. an episode, which was the House of Black coming back. Mm-hmm. So it started in the opening match with Andrade and Danielson. After the match, uh, Malachi Black lights went down, lights came up. Malachi Black gave Danielson the uh, the Black Mass. Lights went out. Cloudy and Yuta came down to make the save, and they he disappeared. Mm. Later on in the show, lights went down the third time it actually happened on the show, and lights came back up, and all of the House of Black attacked FTR. Mm-hmm. And then lights go out, they disappear. In the main event, they stopped the BCC from winning. It looked like Claudio and Utah were about to have the match Mm -hmm. won when they didn't do a lights out this time. They just ran down from the back. Uh, and attacked them and it led to ricky hitting the rochambeau and Utah to get the pinfall and then they along with ricky and big bill beat down blackpool combat club ftr ran down to make the save as did danielson until john moxley made his big return to aew after being advertised two weeks ago (laughs) and he's back on the show
2: yeah it was a fun little return because i thought the the i'm with you the story throughout was really intriguing to me i quite enjoyed it very much it kind of put me in mind of attitude era stuff where like there was that kind of through line of we're coming to to take you down and actually the whole show felt in in different places like place setting and putting things out and and you know developing certain storylines like we'll, we'll get into it but like the the uh the guns having a kind of a squash match kind yep. of set them back up all that stuff there was a lot of that going on into so, the zero stuff yeah CJ. exactly so to have this through line right right through the show was was quite nice when it came to the brawl knowing we were leading into battle of the belts i wondered whether or not this was going to be a brawl that would like oh uh, stay tuned we're going on. we'll be right back after these messages with battle of the belts and like that would continue but it didn't feel like a hot kind of brawl that would take you off air until Moxley's music hit and everyone kind of got on their feet and it was like, oh, lovely. This is this is the final ingredient that's made this tableau sing a little bit.
1: Yeah, because I wouldn't say that this was a quiet crowd. I would say that this was a small crowd. It was a small crowd.
2: Which, which, is, which is what it was. Yeah. And, you know, they weren't hot
1: for a lot of the action, but they did very much pop for, for Moxley's yes. return. Yeah. And the, the ensuing brawl and actually, I really did like how they moved into Battle of the Belts afterwards, because it was Claudio giving Ricky the swing. Mm. That is how Collision went off the air. <laughs> and Battle of the Belts started with Ricky still in the swing. That's hilarious. And then actually, what I really loved is that after all of that, Moxie gets out of the ring because Orange Cassidy's making his entrance for mm. his international championship match. They bump shoulders and almost get into a brawl as well. And we were talking about this on, on the Dynamite show. About MJF being involved in like six different storylines of six different people coming for his belt. I like it when there are like different stories that are crossing over with one another. This is a story of House of Black targeting mm-hmm. the Blackpool Combat Club, and FTR have managed to get themselves into that as well. While at the same time, Moxley has his issues with orange cassidy who himself is going through this almost like golem like change since he's won back the title and all of this is makes it feel like an an intertwined universe Mm. the excitement of it all and i I think the ending of collision kind of brought a lot of that back because there are times where collision is just it's the wrestling show Mm. and we got a lot of that on this show Mm -hmm. the opening match was great the closing match was great i really loved the mirror match as well and then the squash matches but it's nice when you have it's just, it's not just the wrestling show, and here's some cool storyline stuff as well that's going to further and feed into Dynamite.
2: Mm. Yeah, I know, I, I completely agree. I think the the in, I've always liked the interconnected thing. I mean, we had it in various different places, not even in these storylines. Ruby Soho during her promo, um, there was a cross. JAS. exactly. Are, are they still? Are we still calling yeah, them that? I, the uh, FJAS. I've call, I just call them the JS in my notes because I don't know what to call them. The and moment. when I, I've, I've read a bunch of other people's reviews as well, and they're all calling them the former J, uh, JS. so it's like. We needed a name for this collective of people. For Jazz. So until then, they're Jazz. Um, but there was a yeah, there was the connection there as well. So there's a lot and 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 Statlander and Cassidy both having an interview at the same time. I like an interconnected little universe. I like that they're all they're all they all work together, so they've all got similar interests. Like, i I've always like The House of Black. I think
1: they're a really yeah, cool faction. They look amazing. And it's now interesting because you've got that had the rise of Julia Hart over mm-hmm. the last couple of months. Obviously, she's not been on TV because she's on her honeymoon currently. But at the same time, you've got the Sky Blue stuff yep. and the Willow Nightingale stuff, which is feeding into the Statlander. Uh, so it's still present and stuff. You know, it's there's presence. But now that Malachi is back on TV, I'm looking forward to seeing like what is the, is Sky Blue actually going to be like? join part of House of Black, or is it just the mist is going to change her and she's just going to become her own individual character? Mm-hmm. What does this mean for Willow? And so yeah, all these sort of just questions and stuff. Someone pointed out, I don't know how much of this is or it's just fan speculation or it's just fan theorizing and things like that Mm. malachi's blacks were uh, sorry malachi's black eye right was fine he didn't have the black eye on this show and it's he so he had his little he had his little um, uh contact contact. in but he didn't have any the 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 makeup Mm. around it and so it's like it's because all of the blackness from the eye is on sky blue currently (laughs) Oh, interesting and now i don't know how much of that is like intentional and stuff mm. but malachi black is he's a law man
2: yeah he does like a bit of he lore, loves a bit it? of i lore. mean he's carried it between companies
1: he loves a bit of law and i could so be like oh I, I could see that as a malachi black thing but again like that's also you know part of the fun of being a wrestling fan isn't it it's like theorizing what storylines can mean and what mm. they could be
2: yeah completely and having an idea of like i i mean i'm i'm a fan of law as well and i'm a fan of uh the sort of spookier elements to it. I'm always looking at gear, and I, I do unfortunately have a thing to say about gear later on. We'll save it all for one little bit, but um, I I love all of that interconnected stuff. I love the this. Um, there was the other thing with the with Malachi Black in particular. I know our lead story is Mox, but the other thing with with Black in particular, he did is that, return as well. Like this this is, the title
1: of this episode is John Moxley Bracket and the House of Black Return.
2: At the beginning of the show, him popping up at the end, I actually had a lot to say about. We we've talked about build and and I think a lot of the conversation about build got very confused around all in because I think there was a misunderstanding of what sort of was meant by it. But Malachi Black's just popping up at the end of that match to set up a match with their with Brian Danielson was a very effective example of a very effective build, which I'll talk about when we do that match. So then when it fa- it turned out that it wasn't just popping up to set up a little match with with him, it actually was. A, the Beginning of like a storyline mm. that we don't know where it's going to go. Action warfare. <laughs> what could, I mean? That time, um, it's, it's brand supremacy, Collision versus Dynamite. Um, we did see that on the older... was it on Raw on Smackdown? That was on Smackdown, well, wasn't it? Nicole yeah, that, so, had Alan yeah. Pearce ejected from the arena, yeah.
1: And yeah. I, was like, I was
2: like, oh no, oh, we're leading to a Raw versus Smackdown match and <laughs> Collision versus Dynamite. It could be, you never know. Um, but like, I, yeah, I, I, I. There's a there was a lot of just positives that came out of not a lot of actual actual story. This was like I said, it was a play setting show and it made me excited mm. for like what what could come. Because I love all of the the House of Black. I think we
1: you could probably look at full gear now and you'll have House of Black versus the combat club of danielson claudio and Utah mm. and then mox going after cassidy's international title as yeah. a way to sort of, you know that's all uh plates spinning there mm. maybe something around sky blue i don't know but i could certainly see them doing a, a trios match at full year
2: and if mox's injury isn't like fully done yet this is a great way of keeping him on screen if you know like
1: because he's not wrestling this week like it's another tag match but it's not like with the combat club but it's not moxley
0: i think
2: it's danielson and claudio he doesn't have to wrestle for two three weeks really really doesn't have to wrestle the Volga if you don't want him to you can still build to him being involved in a match if he's present and he's part of a scrap and it's more like a a punchy 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 rather than natural match taking bumps yeah you can you can use him like i mean they did that with austin back in the day like you know he had a broken neck but you'd never know because he was always on screen just so everyone's aware as well that at Battle of the Bells, during Battle of the
1: Bells, they announced that on Dynamite, on Dynamite this week, may I add, it is Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli versus Orange Cassidy and Kazuchika Okada. What? Yeah. I didn't see this. Did you not see this? No. They, yeah, Okada's on Dynamite this week. Tagging with Cassidy.
2: Okay. I know, right?
1: Like, this is...
2: Just going to drop that one in there for you, I guess. Why not? Is that that Tony Khan's special gift to Sting? Yeah. (laughs) No, his special gift to Sting is that TNA is back. (laughs) (laughs) And I've bought it.
1: (laughs) I just like, out of nowhere, they were just like, yeah, Akata's on Dynamite. I was like, all right. Okay. Cool. Sure. Sure. I'll I'll go for that. uh, Akasa is part of the same faction. (laughs) Yeah, they're all part of Chaos. Okay. That was sort of during the 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 pandemic era of uh because they were doing stuff with Ishii and um I think because like Trent is part of chaos. So by extensions the best friends sort of became part of chaos right. as well. And that also meant that Trent's mum, Sue, was technically <laughs> part of chaos. Because <laughs> Ollie <laughs> used to get really angry about The best friends being in chaos and and Sue being in chaos. Because, like, this was the group that Shinsuke Nakamura created. Right, okay, gotcha, (laughs) gotcha. She used to be a cool stable stable, And now it's just Akada, Ishii, and these guys. Sue. And Sue. Hey, put some respect on the name of Sue. (laughs) Exactly, that's what I kept telling him. So, yeah, Akada's on Dynamite this week. But on the Moxie thing, I could see that's doing moxley and cassidy international championship mm-hmm. at, uh full gear i, I you know certainly replay back the great match they had at all out
2: well, and also like a, a kind of course correction away and really you can either you know one or two ways either that can be do we do know, the world title do we, or, or like, we all thought yeah.
1: punk was going to come back and just win the title back off of moxley mm. in the end moxley squashed him in like three minutes yeah rocky three and all that
2: or, or you could just like you could just have like you know if, if cassidy I don't know, it's 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 taking lemons and making lemonade. Mm. It's a cliche, but that's kind of what you, you have to do in this moment. And when you do, I feel like getting the belt back on... It's like in fantasy football, right? Here's my metaphor. You've you've made a mistake and you've got to course correct it, but you can't do it immediately because you've got to do like... I've got to get... I can only transfer you back in in three weeks' time because I've got to find a way to reapportion the money. I can only make one transfer a week. The FPL people know. Um so like I've got to get the belt onto onto Cassidy that means then I've got to get Mox back in this and then I've got to bring them back there. By that point you might go actually it makes more sense for like Cassidy to keep the belt rather than put it on Mm -hmm. Mox and let Mox go and do what Mox was going to do. Like it's kind of rolling with the punches and seeing what goes down and it feels like that's what they're doing and I appreciate it.
1: Well, let's get into your Omega Chats on this topic. Restore.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. Stark remarks, surely. Oh, sorry. Yes, the Stark remarks. I do apologize. Um, and we do we, we used to call them the No Mega Chats. Yeah, yeah.
2: Stark remarks. I'm technically, there's still a lot because I don't think I've seen Kenny on Collision, have I?
1: He is there in... Spirit. No, 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 he's there. I think he's announced for like next week or the week after... <laughs> How exciting. Because MJF is also announced for that show. I think they'll probably do MJF Omega because that's just before MJF will beat his records as longest reigning champion. Smart. Um, We have got three chats here that have all... Sort of a similar theme. So we'll, we'll talk about it as, as one big thing. But Kevin V here says, You forgot a return this weekend. TNA! And Brett J. Rasmussen says, Collision was great fun. I loved all the returns of House of Black and Moxley. And Team TNA got a win. Speaking of TNA, how excited are you for TNA returning? Because Luke, I am as excited as you are. What do you think of it happening? And EJO says, If Impact are rebranding to TNA, I propose that we rebrand Team TNA to The Carnival. Love your work. Jam, das, jam. Well, I mean, according to uh, Jeff Jarrett, the backstage, they're called the heat. Are they really? Yeah, it's like, well, there goes heat because they always take heat with them.
2: They, I mean, they, they do. I, I wrote this down. I feel like, you know, we're talking about Christian having to run of his career. I think Jarrett's having one as well. Oh, okay. I
1: mean, we are going to be the only podcast on the planet. Actually, I mean, going in raw do this, even though we are a better show than them. Oh, yeah. But well, like, in-
2: inv- invariably. I- invariably. They can't, but, they can't match it.
1: No. But, like, when I, d- I did check the alternate machine, I don't try not to go on there too much, but man, people were so down on Jarrett Kingston. And I'm there going, tee
2: I think this is good. I liked it. I watched the match, I was like, tee That was so much fun. It was, well the match was nonsense.
1: But that's why it was so much fun. Exactly. Because it was rubbish. Yeah. But, like, it was so silly but anyway
2: they're not officially team tna either that are they that's no, what we that's them. that's what we as the so rest, we can carry on calling we
1: in the wrestle we'll talk verse have rebranded them to team tna we're yeah. not officially called team tna but anyway yeah let's talk about the whole like tna as a whole uh, if you saw today's WrestleTalk talk news video you saw me running down uh, a street yelling uh tna is back and then overly chanting tna and stuff um i i i'm excited I yeah think this is a good thing i think i i mean i I think people thought I was going to have a much bigger reaction to this because I was inundated with messages on on Sunday. Well, you have made it your whole brand, Luke. Yeah, I I get that. But fundamentally, I don't think much of the company is going to change. It's just the name is back. Like I, there are there are other things about TNA that I am excited for than them just bringing back the three letters and, admittedly, the greatest wrestling logo that's ever existed. <laughs> I am impressed they haven't changed the logo. Yeah, the logo is the great like is incredible mm. and like I think it's cool they're going back to TNA. I think it's a smart business choice going back to TNA because apparently they've been doing like internal like um, oh, you know, asking fans like which name mm. do you prefer, Impact? Because like there's a really complicated reason as to why they're called Impact and not TNA. Mm-hmm and it's kind of cool so basically what happened was there was a big legal battle, ownership custody like real life, not kayfabe version, Mm. between Dixie Carter and Billy Corgan Ah. and then it kind of then Jeff Jarrett got involved because Jeff Jarrett had left and he'd started another company called Global Force Wrestling and then he tried to get back into TNA to take over TNA again and merge TNA and Global Force Wrestling together and because of all the stuff with Dixie, and they were running out of money, and Anthem eventually bought them, Anthem decided this, the name it's is toxic. poison. Yeah. No one, like, this is, no one associate anything good with TNA. So we rebrand, and no one, everyone will think we're a brand new thing, even though they've obviously referenced their 20-year year history. So it's all this sort of stuff. So now going back to being the name of TNA, I think is a, a good smart business move, also Hey, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Mm -hmm. I'm over nostalgia baiting. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of done with it now. That's your whole brand. No, no, I like the '90s, (laughs) right? And I, I think the 90s is the greatest decade oh, that, that Lifetime has ever
2: produced. Yeah. Like,
1: I, I think really the world probably should have just stopped trying after <laughs> the 90s. Because we,
2: oh, I don't know, 2004, 2005, yeah. actually 2006 I think was the peak of culture. We,
1: we just peaked in the 90s. Right. Okay? As a society, as a culture, we peaked in the 90s. Mobile phones needed to be exactly where they were at the end of the 1990s. That's by the by. But like I, I'm not going to be excited if you tell me that, um, oh, we're doing a live-action version of Gargoyles. That was a show that you liked as a kid. Or, like, we're going to bring back this show. You liked that as a kid, right? Look, it's back. All the original stars are back. That sure that was exciting, like, five years ago. But I am I think I'm a little bit past mm. it now. On a personal level, I get why other people are excited. But, like, I haven't watched the new Power Rangers thing that was on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that. Because it was like, yeah, I mean, I'll get around to it eventually. But, like, I, I if you'd have done this five years ago when, like, nostalgia baiting was kind of a, a new thing. Like, I, I, I kind of think, like... I'd say five years ago it's probably slightly longer than that um because i think it's like force awakens era and jurassic world era mm. was when we were kind of in this whole like the old stars
2: are back and but it's a new story you kind of thing, right well it's interesting because like and, and i'm derailing us fully to go on a media studies conversation but like the the there was something about especially do you see the film free guy yes there was something about Free Guy that was that was pitched very heavily as like, oh, this is an original story, like it's cool, it's whatever, and then it just it devolved by the end of the movie into just a, a IP dick measuring contest. It was like, look at all the things we own, yeah, and that kind of is what um, when when you do see this like Ready Player One like crossover like Space Jam the new Space Jam, it really is just showing off we're a monopoly and we own everything, and that for me it doesn't feel as fun because it doesn't feel like character driven it doesn't feel like it doesn't understand the new fraser is excellent and the new fraser is excellent because it understands what fraser was because it's i don't know i don't i haven't done enough to check whether it's the exact same team or whether it's just kelsey who's the the follow-on kelsey grammar but the first episode of the new fraser has the, the difficulty of a new sitcom in an age where we don't watch multi-camera sitcoms, where there's a laugh track and, and we're introducing new characters and it does feel a bit weird. And there's, there's an element of like getting, sinking in. But there's a beautiful moment at the end of the episode where talk to his talks to his son about his late dad, who obviously was a massively important character, not just in the show, but in Kelsey Grammer's real life. And they have a very serious and very heartfelt conversation. And it moved me to almost tears. And it was like, oh, you understand. You, you're you still Frasier. You, you, you get it that uh, energy is still present that's what nostalgia is like mm-hmm. if you if you if tna are able to somehow take that kind of underground third party thing that made tna interesting at the beginning before it all got a bit mental with your um Bishops and hogans and all that yep who you know did kill the company and then Dixie
1: and Billy Corgan had to try and scramble it to the point where... Uh, Hogan, this is why we got to... Hogan and Bischoff killed it to
2: a point where they had to rebrand it six years later. Right. So if they can get back to the the... Bit at the beginning, there. I think if they announce they're going to do a King of the Mountain match, you'll probably.
1: I'll be very excited. I mean, they they have the King of the Mountain matches. Like, right. They, they brought back the Reverse Battle Royal at Slamiversary last yeah. year. Like <laughs>
2: well, I mean, over... it's, the, the uh, Impact One Thousand. Like yeah. it's kind of off the back of that. I mean, I, I can,
1: huge credit to Scott Demore oh. by the way. Huge, huge credit to Scott Demore and everyone that's working backstage at, at Impact now. Now back to being TNA because they really show that you can scratch and you can claw and you can get yourselves back because mm. they are back like impact the last year that impact have had really has been like this underground whispered thing of like have you heard that it's good again mm. it's like super ipad's yeah. most recent video is um the simpsons is good again mm-hmm. like that's kind of what tna has been it's like have you heard yeah tna is good again
2: it's also like the, there's things that we'll talk about the women's division in collision because i like, surprise, surprise, i've got stuff to say but mm-hmm. like th- that's when when you when we talk about women's wrestling across the board a lot of people say oh impact have been doing a really good job with I, it and that's
1: one of the things that i think is one of their great strengths yeah and like you know when people say like are you excited for tna excited for tna it's like no there's been stuff i've been excited about tna before they changed the name from impact mm. back to three letters yeah i'm excited about giselle shaw yeah i'm excited the jordan grace is there i'm excited the sunny kiss has now
2: joined the, it feels joined like the a roster. very real possibility that will osprey is gonna that's exactly i was about them. to
1: say like will osprey and speedball mike bailey it was so like what was exciting for me over the weekend was people on sunday being like did you hear tna had a match of the year contender i haven't heard those words
2: since 2007 i think mark Mark Markerson might have said something about it a little while ago, right? But
1: like, but you know what I mean? Like it's that thing, it's like it's just these whispered things that are starting yes. to like bubble up to the surface. Because even the one that Mark brought up was like, you know, is what wrestling fans are talking about. This was like, you know, and it's, even then it's that subset of wrestling fans. This was like everyone was talking about. Mm. Have you heard about the Will Ospreay Speedball Mike Bailey match? Yeah. And that might be a show then I'll do much better pay-per-view numbers afterwards because people will buy the replay to see Osprey versus Bailey. Because it is incredible. Mm. It's such an incredible match. they it'll be like, I think it'll end up probably being on, you know, top list of, of matches at the end of the year it was that good. Mm. That's the stuff I'm really excited about. I'm excited that they're doing work with what culture and, you know, with Simon Miller having mm-hmm. a match with Joe Hendry. I'm excited they're doing work with Cultaholic mm-hmm. and like Tom's going to be doing a voice. Like Renouncing. that's the, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's why I feel like impact. And even before they did this whole TNA rebrand, they were feeling like a cool product again because they're doing great numbers over here in the uk they're doing really well in terms of the tour that they're going to be Mm. doing this little mini northeast slash scotland tour that they're doing it's a deprived region by
2: the way like (laughs) they have been (laughs) yeah
1: and like i love that it's like a joe hendry tour like Mm. it's glasgow it's newcastle and it's coventry yeah like it's joe hendry hotspots and that's a really smart thing to do that's the stuff that excites me about tna it's not just that they've changed the name back. There's been stuff way before the name change that I've been like, this is something to keep an eye out on. And like watching Battle for Glory today, it just feels cool. Mm. It feels revitalized. What it feels a little bit like is, and this is going to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm damning it. I, I am absolutely in no way damning it with like my choice of words. This feels like seeing my local indie on TV because it's slightly smaller things. You The, the way crowds sound, Sounds like when I go to indie shows in, mm. in London, like that's the sort of crowd. like when I went to go see Defy, yeah, like that's the sort of crowd atmosphere I'm seeing. And it was during the the Chris sabin Kenta match, I was like, this crowd just sounds like indie crowds that I'm uh, that I'm usually a part of. Like I'm going to be part of one tomorrow night when mm-hmm. I go see Riot Cabaret, and that to me is just like so so exciting and so- and I'm I'm thrilled that yeah, it took them changing the name back to TNA. But people are talking people are about talking TNA, TNA again, so that's really exciting. That's what excites me.
2: It, and like to to try to try and be a a television professional and sort of almost pivots back to to collision. Mm. That's what AEW had right at the beginning. That's what AEW always was was that renegade sort of like underground, absolutely. Getting, and and it was it was so Scott Demore who obviously was in TNA in the earliest days, way so, way back when. So knows to, to to my Fraser parable knows the energy. He's the Kelsey Graham. He's the Kelsey Graham. He kind of gets it it's this the the thing about AEW right at the beginning was it had that cody uh and tony khan veneration for wrestling and especially for jim crockett kind of wrestling Mm. that brought that energy to AEW, um and, and i think that's probably why people got so like i think about that first double or nothing when it was like you know um there was such an intrigue and such an excitement so
1: look I, here's here's the best thing i can say about the, the tna rebranding in terms of how much of a game changer it is and i don't think it's just the tna rebranding i actually do think it is the work that they've been doing for the last four years mm. to get us back to where they are now and how good of a show bound for glory was not just off the back of osprey and and, and mike but also like saban and shelly in the main event and the and the other jordan grace and giselle shaw and this lot mm. is Three weeks ago, if we'd have put like a poll up of like where do you think Will osprey will sign, um, you know, if we'd have like four options, are you done? WWE, AEW, re signs New Japan, or goes to Impact, Impact would have been dead last, yeah, and it would have been like one, two percent, mm. and it probably would have been mostly AEW
2: probably a smattering wwe
1: wwe i think would have been in second but a fairly distant second i also think it would be a generous second a generous second and i think new japan would have got the same sort of number as wwe had done done that poll today it's a completely different story Mm. like just off that weekend it's a completely different story where will osprey signing with tna seems like much more of a likelihood than it would have done three weeks ago
2: and to use your fpl again that's your harlan buy that's your premium you spend a lot of money on that Bring some eyes to you, then you can showcase the rest of them. Same with Trinity. Imagine Mercedes Trinity, Monet. Yeah, Mercedes Monet joining Trinity for That's a bit it, in TNA. Absolutely, and like you,
1: know, you just said, six months ago, ah, no, absolutely not.
2: Now, yeah, I don't know. Could. So the interesting thing about Mercedes is that if if I I, I would have seen it happen. Okay, so when Trinity I, I, signed, it definitely felt like a, a, a Mercedes went off to NJPW, and Trinity got a consolation prize but then actually when you pay close attention to it and you see what they're doing that's what i was about to say like
1: yeah. to to re what i meant there by like i wouldn't have seen it happen mm. i think if it had happened people have said like oh man what a joke right she went to impact she went to lol tna yeah. now it'd be like oh she's gone to tna, TNA. yeah that, that's what i mean right yeah so yeah that's that i think is generally there was someone there being like guys you're not answering the ultra chats we were because all of the old chats <laughs> were asking us about tna <laughs> Uh, But we do have this one from Hector Rodriguez, who's been a member for 21 months in a row. He said, was Mox in concussion protocol like
2: last year? Who apparently is an American rules football player. It's important to be able to say people's names. So I'm going to try so Uh, to it. Tagovailoa? Tagovailoa. American rules football. Uh, American rules football. Is that the same thing as American football? Or is that different? Like Aussie rules football is different to football. i don't know know. either way concussion protocol yes he was right right? and that's why he wasn't cleared so he was
1: They they thought he was fine like the reports came back that he was fine which is why they advertised him versus uh phoenix Mm. but then did another test on the day and then found out need to give him a bit more time which is why they changed it to cassidy so Mm -hmm. he has been basically been off with a concussion and concussion is nothing to mess with no way you take your time make sure that you get back and you're okay yeah Uh, well, let's get into the rest of this show, which kicked off with no promos to open up the show. Instead, we oh, just yeah. went straight into the action of Danielson versus Andrade El Idolo, who had a great match. Yes, they did.
2: I don't know if I would quite... When it began, I was like, I don't know if I would call this a dream match. Like, it's certainly a mouth-watering prospect is something that I'm very excited to do. But this whole idea of Tony Khan books a dream match, I get that it's wrestling and hyperbole is currency. So, like, the idea that... But then they pulled out and, and showed us this incredible work. Uh, I you know what I, I mean? Yeah, because I think this is only the second time they've
1: had a match.
2: They referenced like, the 2018. They clashed on, I assume it was SmackDown. It was on SmackDown, Yeah, yes.
1: They've had like a small TV match. And I remember loving that match when it happened as well. But actually, I almost forgotten that it happens. Mm. When they announced it, I was like, oh, this is the first time they've done this. That is a dream match. I don't think it is, though. If you've done it once before, it, it, I don't think
2: you can really clarify it as a dream match. A Although, dream I, match is, is, a, is a thing where it's like... Is it really? A, I, I don't know. It's what what, does, what constitutes a dream match for me. I don't know if this was that. A, a, a 16 on 16 Survivor Series match. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. Um, to the point where you also begin this match with them, with the crowd already chanting, this is awesome. Now look that's great energy so i don't want to poo-poo that in any way um it's just a it was just an interesting thing where i was like am i am i and, and actually this is to its credit to be clear this is a positive review before you all start pitchforking me i'm like going is this really a dream match and then they start wrestling and i go this is very, yeah, very no, good. It, it is yeah, though yeah. isn't it
1: yeah and that's the with, i think with the term with dream match though is you don't want to run into the ground and make it yeah. feel like it's you know a, special announcement tony khan has
2: a special announcement tony khan has a special gift i can't with that one sorry we'll do it in a bit
1: we'll come on to, to what that special gift might be but these two like it It was more brian danielson awesomeness it was more andrade awesomeness and actually andrade you know they, they had a bit of a baby face moment at the end of this they both mm. shook hands yeah because danielson won with the the roll-up so it's not a decisive win either and they they shook hands after the match which is when malachi black made his return to tv lights went down came back up knocked danielson out with the black mass lights go down and he disappeared again very very cool opener and i i feel like this is the this is the structure of collision you have a, a banging opener and you have a banging closer you have your uh match with substance in the middle and you have squash matches either side mm. it's a nice like it's an easy show got his format sorry he's got his format he's not going to deviate from it it's it, and it's it means that people get wins it means that people get showcased and stuff you get moves over it's a good way it's a good use of tv time yeah uh, uh, they were really hyping CMLL in this match. They were
2: really putting CMLL over. It's because they have got a new partnership with them. So interesting is- that they've turned heel on AAA. Because AAA it, and CMLL do not get on. I mean, in fairness, AAA have
1: been trying to get out of this AEW oh, for Well, I mean, I, I I say that. It feels like Conan's picking up the phone to WWE right. every chance he can get. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Conan will go out of his way to, to to bury AEW and stuff as much as he can do. Um, he I think he just wants to work with WWE. Right. Like, his, like, his mates there. Yeah. I mean, they, and they proper screwed AEW over with the whole Dragon Lee thing. What Dragon Lee? So Dragon Lee beat FTR to win the tag titles on the same show that he was announcing that he was signing for wwe and was leaving triple a oh. and like it was very Spice. much yeah and it was like oh that you you really dicked them over there right. because you made you basically got, like you and, made their top guys look less yeah exactly because wins and losses matter yeah in the world of fake wrestling <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so they are like they put out this big press release yeah it's i mean it spells disaster for the relationship with AAA not that i think it is like Truly, the end of the world. If anything is actually going to make the New Japan relationship, well, well yeah, easier because New Japan don't work with AAA because they work with CMLL. Yeah, so that will make things easier. Um, but yeah,
2: it's, so that's why they're really putting them over. Mm. They were doing it in a big way. Um, also, so this is the part where I want to talk about build a little bit because we 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 had several discussions about build in the lead up to All In, and I think that especially online, there was this whole business about what constitutes build and just be happy with the card and you just get your matches. And I think that this, this match is a great example of why build is important in wrestling. And I know that sounds weird for a match that was just put together cold. Mm. So let me explain. Because not every build has to be like, my way you think is special. Mm. Like it doesn't, not every build needs to be that. The build here is that Brian Danielson stood in the ring and said, I'm winding down. So every time we see Daniel Bryan, ugh, I've been writing lists where he's Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson step in a ring, opposite someone of quality like andrade we as fans go how is this gonna go because we know we're on borrowed time Mm. that's build that's really it so that so you can get a match as cold as this one but instantly feel an an energy to it um and then when the two of those people have insane chemistry like andrade and, and danielson have together the match elevates because it would have been good anyway like like yeah. i always say anyone can book a five-star card just with the people on a- aw roster but giving us that extra little flavor of we don't know if this is the only time we'll ever see this makes that match interesting absolutely and then when they do end up you know the pin sequence was super fun because we don't see that usually end in a pin mm. you know what i mean we see the pin sequence and pin 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 and then they come back and start wrestling again so to, to trade pins off each other and kick outs, and then one of them is able to trap the other one for three in the opening match I thought that was well effective. It was really great. So then when Malachi Black pops up, it's the same effective build part where I'm like, oh, this is the next one. That's going to be fun, isn't it? So like that, that's what I've always meant by build. Just giving us that little extra something that takes a match that you know is going to be good and makes it that, like just turns the volume up, turns Mm -hmm. the heat up a little bit more. I thought this was brilliant. Derby cut a promo about Nick Wayne and hyped
1: up that this coming Wednesday, Tony Khan is going to give Sting a special gift. And Nigel McGuinness <laughs> joked that it will be RoboCop again, which really made me laugh.
2: Yeah, I can't with Tony Khan's special gift. I'm obsessed with that as a sentence.
1: I here's my prediction. Yeah, I, here's my here's my big prediction. It's a TNT title match at Four Gear, right? probably that's that's my that's my thinking yeah i said on uh, the the dynamite show i wouldn't be surprised if we have sting versus cage for the tnt title but as the last match uh, at revolution you know i'm going to go out i want to win the title that represents the you know the broadcaster that's broadcast in my career for Mm. for so many years but i wonder if it is just going to be you know on tv maybe on tnt it's you versus Christian next week for the TNT Championship.
2: Well, especially because as Darby said it, there was a shot of Sting having a go at Christian. Like it yes. feels like that was a very... Him, yeah, you put him in the uh, the Scorpion on yeah. Dynamite. Um, I just love the idea of him bringing a little special... I've got a gift for you. And, there, and it's like there's the hyping of a special announcement every week. There's some things that I just find silly, right? I love... I, and it's not a negative. It's not a criticism. It's just like, can we all have a look at what we're doing? A graphic that says Tony Khan has a special gift for Sting. Is so funny. That is a funny thing, Dan. If I've learned anything over this weekend is that you take professional wrestling <laughs> seriously. <laughs> no, if there's anything I've learned over this weekend, it's you don't because you won't win. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think the comments would
1: disagree with you there, Dan. I, I think the comments will tell you that if you don't take fantasy booking seriously, then you are an affront to the world of professional wrestling. I've been saying it for months,
2: Luke. I don't know why even I just
1: anyway up next Skybee Skybee blue had a match and she beat uh hollyhood Haley uh and uh hit the code blue for the win squash match for sky blue putting over this character not a great use of your one women's match
2: but yeah at least there's character development well that was a euphemism not a great use of your one women's match because i've done some digging because i always do um first of all gear matters she's here with this new attitude but she's wearing scooby-doo gear go the whole point of Scooby-Doo is uh, baddies... Well, good guys dressing up as baddies. But she's a baddie dressing up as a good guy. Yeah. It's an inversion. All right. All right. All right. I'll let you have that one. I don't agree with you, but I'll let you have it. I don't I don't believe it either. <laughs> but it's just what? that you went up with such what? alacrity. What I
1: think is more likely is that she's got some Scooby-Doo
2: gear, and it's it's Halloween, so she wore her spoopy uh, cosplay gear. Uh, I'm sorry about your cosplay. I'm sorry about your Halloween. Commit. Um... <laughs> Well, that happened is generous here. This match went 1 minute and 58 seconds, and I timed it. Not including Karen. That's what cage matches no, for. No, I, t- I timed something else. Not including Karen Jarrett and CJ Perry, whose entire characters were addendums to their husbands. Women were on screen for a total of just 5 minutes of a 2 hour broadcast. There's your bloody grand tradition. Right? This idea that the grand tradition of AEW is fatal four-way women's matches. Absolute BS. I never want to hear an excuse about women's wrestling coming from this company ever again. Five minutes. Five minutes. Outrageous. Dan, if I may, I just wanted to welcome you to
1: 2019. <laughs> 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 it's lovely to join you back in 2019. <sighs> I'm not being funny, bud, but like, this is we've been saying this for four years. Nearly five years now. Like, I'm not going to stop. Oh, well, and it's not going to change. So, like, so we'll, we'll go around this dance forever and ever. It's just that the, and this is what I mean about, like, I said this a few weeks back, they ground me down. Mm. And, like, I can't get excited about it either. Like, whenever they do a title change, mm. I'm not excited about Sheeda's run with the belt because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, she, she had a great match with Emmy Saka on TV, she'll have a great match with Ruby Soho cool next week she probably won't be on tv and then we'll just move on to the next thing Mm. like that's what this company does
2: it's just irritating because then if we don't talk about it then there's no there's no heat or no pressure but but
1: talking about it's never changed anything either because i've literally been talking about a sign in the crowd yeah Yeah. and
2: i I put a sign
1: in the crowd what happened it changed something for a week and really did it change anything for a week no no because here we are it just changed plans for a week yeah like i have been sat in this chair in two different studios (laughs) (laughs) And three different sets. Yeah, <laughs> week in, week out, making this point, mm. and nothing has changed. Yeah, I can go on Twitter and I can make my my points and everything kate elizabeth is doing amazing work pointing mm. this out she's doing great work she's also doing amazing work at pointing out how ring of honor championships are not defended in ring of honor right. Do you know who's never on ring of honor eddie kingston mm. Do you know who's not been on ring of honor since winning the six-man tag titles the hung bucks like it doesn't because a lot of these things in the company don't matter yeah and that doesn't matter ring of honor doesn't matter mm. the women's championship and the women's division doesn't matter in this company And I can sit here for the next four years and say it
2: every week on TV and nothing will change. So the only problem, not the only only problem, but the the addendum to that that I have is that when you say Ring of Honor doesn't matter, you, one, the people who run this company, as in AEW, say Ring of Honor doesn't matter with the actions that they do. It's just saying Ring of Honor doesn't matter. You know why? Because there are five other men's matches on this card there are all of these other uh men's championships to be defended and i recognize as well that statlander and, and willow had a match at battle of the belts i haven't seen battle of the belts so i don't know and it was the
1: it was one match of the four right
2: and actually if you want to sort of talk so about like you know do more with your women's wrestling
1: watch ring of honor because they actually have like loads athena, of women's yeah. matches there and athena is like the greatest character that AEW yeah. like among like the top 10 characters that AEW has at the moment toiling away in ring of honor like mm-hmm. that Athena, the work that athena lexi and billy are doing on in ring of honor
2: should be on dynamite and collision because it's so entertaining right so when to to finish my point when you say the the uh, the women's bits don't matter the women's division doesn't matter what you're saying is the women don't matter it's different because that's all they've got mm. right so when when if you if ring of honor doesn't matter don't worry you've still got dynamite collision you've still got AEW, you still got all of this other stuff when you say the women's division doesn't matter you're saying the women don't matter and that's where I find it not just annoying, not just frustrating. I actually find it egregious and offensive and I'm going to continue pushing my feminist agenda. And the only reason I call it that is because that's what it was called in the comments. So uh, big old mirror to ourselves. But I mean, they have, they have to your brilliant point. They have the talent who show off what they're doing in the dark ages of, and I, I pun intended kind of that use them, give them time. You have four hours of show of, of main, main program, not including rampage. Um, use them use them it's not gonna happen i
1: know it's not but i'm (laughs) gonna keep talking about it it's not gonna happen and i've done this merry dance enough to know that it's not gonna happen the amount of times people message me being like oh man this is when the women's division changes nope i had that as a thumbnail in 2019 did you as genuine genuine as a thumbnail Mm. the women's division is going to change and it didn't and it hasn't and it never will right the guns beat the outrunners. <laughs> what a what a, po- what a positive note. But and you're so right. But, but yeah, but yeah well, this is why I mean I'm I'm ground down by it. Yeah, like, I'm sick of having the conversation yeah. because like I've well this imagine how the women change. feel. Yeah, well I ima- imagine imagine yeah. whether it's like do you know why jordan Grace stays in impact wrestling in there tna because it's a much better place for jordan Grace Why to hasn't mercedes
2: monet signed for a pop that she could get at full gear
1: just because it's just better off going to tna yeah much better off going to tna or going sticking with back, stardom or, or sticking with stardom going back to wwe yep. because you will get way more tv time there. and imagine that going to wwe they're doing not doing a great by nope. their women's division either no nope. you're way better off going to tna
2: yeah the guns beat the outfit. <laughs> you are waving around going to tna i'm just thrilled that you get to say that now oh, no, it's great uh
1: the guns won and then the lights went out so your second one of the night and the devil appeared on the uh the screen just spinning that plate again and the crowd channel for mgf but he did not show up mm. i like the guns i love jay white mm. do you uh, like the, the little the little devil teases well it's the it's the second one they've done since the the devil first showed up. yeah i'm glad that they had because we said on the Dynamo show but this is again further proof that they watch this show and then take notes about what to do for the next show except for the it. well yeah yeah, but that's because he doesn't care about that one. <laughs> um sorry tony it's just you don't mate um <laughs> he sat over there yeah he's yeah, with his big pile of cash yeah he's got a special
2: gift for me later yeah. <laughs> It, it's it's more spoilers, spoilers it's more money i was gonna say it's a copy of ready player one he was really excited to give you something nostalgic and then you said you hate nostalgia as well um <laughs> like and i've already read it um and and it's
1: very shit sequel um what were you asking me about uh the devil oh i've got no theories okay great <laughs> i mean uh me and tempest did a whole show when they first debuted my theory was that you could do it as uh adam cole with mm-hmm. the kingdom and a returning kylo Riley. It could be Bullet Club Gold just because there was no Juice Robinson in this segment. So you can make the argument. It was Juice that was up on the screen. Mm, and it's all just one no. big ruse to fool people into not trusting MJF. But it was actually a setup by Bullet Club Gold all along.
2: Credit Where's You, though? I love this stuff. Like, I love this kind of mystery reveal. Who ran over stuff? Steve I, lo- I love it. Like, it's Poirot. over Roman Reigns? There you go.
1: Uh, Lexi interviewed Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander walked in and used uh, and I didn't know how to write this in my notes because I don't bench um, uh, uh-huh. Chris Statlander uses Lexi as a weights thing to hype up her match for Battle of the Belts yeah she does some squats yes she did she did some squats yeah. it was very it, impressive I enjoyed it very
2: much me too however the best thing on this show yes let's okay <laughs> so I I apologize that I've had a rant let's talk about some because re- this was a good episode of Collision and this was part of the reason why I loved it <laughs> i can't believe that me being inherently positive about something has become controversial now like now that you told me that people didn't like it on twitter i'm like oh no not only that but you are positive about an eddie kingston thing as well <laughs> that's a scandal it's jeff Jarrett versus
1: eddie kingston in a memphis street fight memphis being the key word here because this was a memphis bollocks right here the gimmick was if Jeff Jarrett wins, Jay Lethal can get a shot at the Ring of Honor championship. They even have Dave Brown join commentary. Like Jake, I Dave loved Brown it. who did commentary for Jeff Jarrett's first match, like way, way, way back when and stuff. This was like, and it was just Eddie being beaten up by all of Team TNA, fending off Team TNA, and nearly getting the win, but Team TNA break it up, then Team TNA beat him up some more. Plunder was used at one point ketchup and mustard not the excellent (laughs) mortal Kombat pro players were being used as weapons and it
2: was at this point that dave brown says yep this is a memphis street fight (laughs) that's what I which is better than i could ever have put it
1: it, this was so memphis yeah i matthew of botchmania had a really good descriptor of this match which is i love jeff jarrett's memphis wrestling right i love eddie kingston I don't know that I love Eddie Kingston in Jeff Jarrett Memphis wrestling. Right. And I totally get that as a reason. I know that there were some people who were massively upset about this match because it's Jeff Jarrett putting Eddie Kingston in 2023 Mm. in a silly, silly bollocks match. But I I thought they protected
2: Eddie a hell of a lot in this oh, match like he was beaten by
1: six people.
2: He kicked out of the he kicked <laughs> out of the stroke. I don't mean to say that like the stroke is is you know the most protected move. <laughs> but like he kicked out of his finish. And yes, you know, it was the celebration thing, but like I think Eddie looked. It's not Eddie's fault that he lost this. Like, if there were four people, one of whom's a giant. Yeah, and he had three moves in him in the end because he had uh,
1: the Satnam Singh chokeslam, the stroke, and the lethal injection. So it was really Jay Lethal yes. that sort of like finished it, which sets up Jay Lethal versus Eddie for the ROH title in a match that will actually be a serious one. But this is what Jeff is here to do. Jeff is here to do the Texas Chainsaw yeah. match. Mm. He's here to do nonsense, carny nonsense and you either love it or you hate it i think it is incredibly silly and i find it very entertaining do i i but and this is where some people have a pop at me forward i don't take it seriously right. right this is not serious wrestling this is silly bollocks wrestling and i don't love that eddie kingston is in that because i love eddie too much i i but i thought that eddie did great in this match and i thought they protected eddie so that he didn't get he didn't lose, you know, he didn't,
2: like get embarrassed in all of the silly bollocks, and I, um, I had fun with all of this. I think the I think the point you're making there about it being like Eddie, being the sort of like round peg in the square hole or whatever the phrase is, yeah, um, square peg in the round hole, is is Although, kind of pertinent. Sorry, that was that's been pointed out because we were talking about Kermit and Mayo earlier. It was always always
1: pointed out on Kermit and Mayo's show that it's actually quite easy to put a square peg in a round hole because right. there's a big hole unless it's, the hole is smaller. I well, swear. yes, but that's not what the phrase is. That's true. Uh, either way... It's like the phrase, uh, have your cake and eat it. What else am I supposed to do with it? Look at it nicely. That's what a cake is for. <laughs> Sitting on it. That's
2: S- what sit- <laughs> <laughs> That's, hey, look, I'm not one to king shame. <laughs> That's right. And I'm not one to king shame, but I do think putting Eddie Kingston in this match was a bit of a weird choice. No, I think um, the reason is that I think probably, and I haven't seen all the, the discourse, I think probably the reason aren't, people aren't pleased with Eddie being in this match and taking the loss is probably because Eddie is A, beloved, and also B, has been on quite the run of his life over the past few months. And I think a lot of people saw him as being elevated to... They want to see him in a world title pitcher. They want to see him in, in the big main events of Dynamite. And here he is in, a, in the middle of collision, losing a nonsense smoke and mirrors bollocks match to Jeff Jarrett. Carney match. Yeah. So I I get that. I get that. I get that completely. Completely get it. I will say as well though, in this match, there was the there was the cutter Jay Lethal did off the stage. There was the um Eddie did a, an amazing o- overhead suplex on Lethal that was just it was delicious. It was so good. And yeah, it was nonsense. It was outrageous. I absolutely loved watching it. I do think it's probably fair to say that of all the people to be the opponent in this, Eddie's probably the wrong one. That's it. It's it's two worlds colliding that don't quite mesh together. Yeah, it's it's such a weird one though, because because in general, it was so much fun. And I didn't mind Jarrett getting the win. And hey, following on from that a little bit later on, we got a massive, I don't want to get ahead of the game, but we did get a big promo from Kingston that I think made up for it and,
1: and i think this is where some of my disconnect on it comes in is because what we're doing is setting up quite a serious emotional right. match between eddie and jay but to get there we went via this there was some letters involved and do you know why we went via this because we were in memphis mm. and memphis is a jarrett hotspot and so we, we booked Jarrett on the show and we're using this. So we can't, We had an end point and sort of worked our way backwards. But one of the points we got to was like, hmm, that's a weird one to do. But while we're in Memphis, we've got to do a Memphis street fight with Dave Brown on commentary. So mm-hmm. away we go. We're off to the races. So I get that discourse. But as I said, I, I, I had fun with it because it was silly team TNA vibes. Yeah. Um, and it was absolute bedlam, as uh, was explained on commentary. Um lexi interviewed the acclaim um, and they cut a promo on uh for jas for battle of the belts then we got a really interesting development in the story of miro and cj perry Mm -hmm. because the story up until now has been miro wants nothing to do with cj perry because she's a temptress like imagine how dangerous would be if she was to manage like to get gold Mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to unleash that upon the world cj perry i want to be a manager again and so they've kind of gone on their separate paths, but every person that CJ is like seemingly wants to manage, Miro has attacked. And now we saw that last week with Action Andretti to set up this match here. And during this match, Miro beat the absolute piss out of Action Andretti mm. and CJ liked it. <laughs> and I think that's because the idea here is that Perry is subverting Miro. She is almost tricking him into being her his manager again because this is what she wants. She is looking to... Un- she has found a way to unleash the Miro of old, and that is by pretending she wants to manage other people. But the truth of it is, she just wants to manage the unstoppable,
2: I'm-gonna-ride-a-tank-into-WrestleMania Miro. She came back kind of for that purpose. Like, she popped up after the Hobbs match to make safe, but also, like, to... She kind of said I I if I'm not wrong, she said as much. She was like, I want to manage you kind yeah. of thing. And Nero was saying, No, you are my temptation. And I it's it's that very chaste thing of I can't have temptations. I've got the one goal. I've got to be redeemed, all of this stuff. Um and yeah, I think I'm really into the story. I think that as much as I enjoyed the, the no pun intended action in the ring, um, and there was some kind of cool things. There was a moment that um, and it was almost this idea that to to your point, I'm gonna I'm gonna trampoline off it. Go for it. He went for the game over and action Andretti powered out of it. Well, he he rolled through. He rolled through. Yeah. Well, like he, he managed to get a reversal in there mm-hmm. when really, you see him signal, that's probably the end. Almost like CJ being there and the opportunity to be managed by CJ makes you better. And the commentary were really putting over CJ as well. Yeah. Well, she managed a champion. That's it. And CJ have
1: you know, probably been training, like coaching him yeah. throughout this week of being like, here's the areas that you
2: need to focus on. If he's going for this, do this. So the idea that the presence of CJ makes you better and miro is avoiding that temptation will he ever give in to that temptation that's a i really like the story i it's taken a turn that i did not expect and i'm really really liking mm. it and actually i
1: thought action andretti's like comeback that he had that little flurry was mm. genuinely brilliant it led to a, a kick out at one which i which i quite enjoyed fortunately there was wasn't the crowd reactions to like make What's it, it a crowd well yeah there's that um, but the, the, the small crowd that were there did not get into it mm. um but yeah I, I i enjoyed this a lot Fajas cut a promo about the match tonight, and it's more of the, you know, Daddy Magic and Mm -hmm. and, uh, Daniel Garcia having their tensions and stuff. And they all walk off in different directions. And Cool Hand Ange walks past Ruby Soho, who is about to have her interview time next. And they talk about families falling apart because she's currently in a family that's having some issues Mm -hmm. uh, with the Outcasts and cool Hand man just having his issues with for chess, and they basically flirted no it was some, it was some tension and then off he walked mm-hmm. and then ruby soho did her promo about how she's gonna you know win the title this coming wednesday so really weird i didn't know this but they're they're, they're dating i think they might oh. actually be married good for them i so i think that's I like, wondered yeah so i think that's what it's almost playing off of that i don't know what it's leading to or anything like that um, but yeah, apparently they are—they're they're at the very least seeing each other. So I'll find out. Maybe that's going to be starting a, an on-screen uh, partnership or relationship between the two of them. But it really was just like a, huh? Okay, that's mm. that was an interesting little direction that I also did not see coming. Oh,
2: she doesn't have a personal life section on Wikipedia, so I can't help.
1: All right, okay. Two in the chat. Ruby Soho boyfriend.
2: <laughs> uh, let me tell you, googling that generally doesn't help. Because according to various people, I had had several relationships that just. My net worth is like five million pounds. You know that? Is it really? No, but according oh. to the internet, it is. Um,
1: and... Problem is, the live chat are probably telling us. Um, but I've, I've got. A, I'm on a different tab now. Your um... batteries running low. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What are we gonna do? Uh, How will we end the poll? Uh,
0: okay.
1: Let's have,
2: have a look. Hmm. I don't think it matters. Um so I'm going to I'm just going to commit to um let either way their their interaction was kind of cool. I was intrigued in the idea that it might end up with a, a partnership or even just if it was just a little bit of like a hey, we both get what this is kind of thing and a, and a little wink and a nudge. I liked it very much. Um I didn't love that she just sort of said I'm going to lay down a gauntlet and I was like, "What? What do you mean? What does that mean?" and make what what does it mean? It's a wrestling thing. But she's not laying down a gauntlet. She's challenging for a title. She's not laying down any gauntlet. She's already got the. Well, that's the gauntlet that's being laid down. Stop it! Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Dan, there are stock wrestling promos. I know, and
1: that is one of them. It's we not... can we can dissect all wrestling promos. That's not like, what a gauntlet is. <laughs> no one. Well, yeah, she's laying down like the 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 fist. <laughs> and that's only one type of gauntlet.
0: Well, yeah, that's um,
1: the gauntlet she's laying down. I don't know. She's not she's laying th- down a seven match
2: gauntlets. Yeah. I don't, Look, I mean, the, the, the t- match she's going to have is going to be really good, down. and it's going to take six minutes. So yeah, um, and and it will. Most of no- it will be in the adverts. <laughs> and it will lead to nothing. Yeah, we're back to where we started. I'll lay down the gauntlet <laughs> for that. <laughs> You're going to slowly break me. <laughs> Dan,
1: it took me a while. <laughs> It took me a while to reach this point. But my but agenda. you will get there too. <laughs> I promise you, you will get there too. <laughs> I don't know that I will. Uh, this is where we had Eddie cutting his absolutely awesome oh, yeah. promo. I uh, mean, I hated it because I hate Eddie King, but like <laughs> It was absolutely fantastic. Um, um, we also had a promo for um, LFI in, in yep. this as well. But man, Eddie's promo. So, so great. Eddie is the greatest promo in AEW. He's the greatest promo in all of pro wrestling. Not named Will Ospreay. He's just fabulous. Because, Pull a string, let him go. Because he's just, he's real. Mm. This is a man, like, when people talk about unscripted promos, it's Eddie Kingston right there. Eddie Kingston is unscripted promos. He just speaks from the heart. He just speaks with emotion. He speaks with passion. He speaks with realism. Mm. This is real to him, damn it. And yeah. I love that. Mm. That's why Eddie's the best. Mm. It was great. It was so, a great So, program. so good. Yeah. Slightly ruined by the one the behind him, corpsing, but, you know, she, Yeah, she, she did a little bit. She wasn't send it for it seriously. The man. Send for the man. Um... And then uh, the last match we get to talk about is FTR versus uh, Bad the Brown, um, uh, Bad That Brown, and Darian Bengston. Bangston, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But the match didn't actually happen because uh, Malachi Black came down and beat them up. And this time also was flanked by Matthews and King, and they beat them down. It. that was about it yeah and then it was the main events of blackpool combat club and ricky stark's to you two who had a very very good match uh, and then a, a fun finish yeah i very much enjoyed this episode of Collision. i
2: did too i thought it was really effective um bar my one criticism i thought like the the as i said it was the the laying things out even within that one criticism i liked that there was a continuation of the sky blue thing she looked dominant um i, I like i like it when you're just carrying on you know and <laughs> there was a cohesion to it that i thought was really great
1: Um, Right, well, we are going to shout out some of our Patreon pledge hammers. But wait, we're actually not. Because we've thanked them all already. So I'm going to take this opportunity to thank our moderators one more time. And that is Andy, Brandon, CJ, Gary, Ian, James, Jay, John, uh, Les, and Rob. And of course, as always, Mod Mother. Jedi. Yeah, yeah. so thank you all so so much we love each and every single one of you and hey do you know who else uh, we love is all of you oh. and do you know how much we love all of you we want to see you live on November 4th. Watch WWE Crown Jewel 2023 alongside Luke Owen, Ollie Davis, Tempest, Dan Layton from WrestleTalk and over 100 other wrestling fans, along with a live version of our board game series, No Holds Board. We'll be raising money for charity and doing our live reactions to Crown Jewel from the venue, which means you'll have the chance to be on camera and be part of the WrestleTalk live experience. This is the best way to watch wrestling paper reviews and tickets are available now get your tickets today and we will see you there to be part of moments like this
0: ah! the has got to be in! one two three
1: We are going to be live at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery on November 4th to see WWE Crown Jewel live with a live edition of No Holds Board as well. Tickets are going fast, but they are available in the link in the video description down below and being posted by our wonderful moderating team. And you are going to witness not just Crown Jewel, not just LA Knight versus Roman Reigns for the Blue Universal Championship. You are going to see luke Cohen, D A D dethrone the professor the truth dan layton
2: and reclaim my jam that championship you can take my fantasy booking but you'll never take my championship i paint half my face red yeah like like but like brave heart but red for jam no
1: people said that uh I didn't take Fantasy Booking Warfare seriously. I don't know where they got that idea from. It uh, c- couldn't possibly be. Cle- clearly. The NWO Nexus. Clearly. C- clearly, with the NWO Nexus, I was taking Fantasy Booking Warfare very, very seriously. <laughs> so, yeah. People thought I wasn't taking that seriously. I'm taking this seriously, mm. Dan. It's because it
2: matters. This matters. Yeah. I'm winning back my title. No, you aren't. See you no, on the no. It's my first live defense. I'll see you on the fourth.
1: Uh, let's get into the rest of your old star remarks. <laughs> your <laughs> old star remarks. Uh, kicking things off with the Derby of Derbs said, "I think if TNA really want to make a statement and show what makes them unique to the modern audience, Mercedes would be a great sign. Grabs a mainstream star to draw in the WWE fans and get a bigger showcase on the Knockouts division. Mm. Plus, if you are touring, yeah, you are going to need some names. You need some names. You need, some names. You need some names to if you sell want to see those bigger tickets. bigger venues. CM Punk." They were talking about. There was a conversation about that. Apparently, they've already offered him a contract. There you go. Uh, OGP, yeah, you know me. Said I love Luke's Six month. Who done it? And then the perfect person would be a swerve too. Faction has the numbers, and the sec- the attack stopped after his TNT title match got announced, and now he's focused on Page. Might be a stretch, but Luke said his name right after it. I,
2: yeah, I think I must. Did I say swerve? that's a holdover from last from something that was already? I think and that might be from your dynamite chat. Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe Maybe I did say swerve. Maybe you don't have been quite happy with if I did say swerve, and yeah. i have proven right. Uh, Golden Ice fan84 says, Hey, Luke and Prof, the more I watch Collision, the more Jay White doesn't land with me. He's bland, boring, and quite frankly, as soon as Bullet Club Gold uh, come on screen, they're an instant skip slash mute up there with Team TNA, just a bunch of
2: jobbers. So interesting, because I feel like the. I I also feel that I'm a little bit like, eh, whenever Bullet Club Gold show up. But then Jay White for me is the one who makes me go, oh, no, but you're really good. Like, I, I don't, that's not, I mean, disrespect Bullet Club Gold. Cause sometimes when they're used effectively, they're very good. But Jay White showing up in that match at All In or, or, you know, his singles matches and things like that have always pulled me back into what i otherwise would fast forward or you know if, if i wasn't here to watch the whole show so interesting i i also don't love that he's holding the championship at the moment i know that it's a part of a story mm. for me a heel shouldn't if you if you've got the belt it takes away from the moment where we see him hold the belt for the first time because he's been holding it for weeks he's years. probably not going to do you think never
1: well, no, not this, not at this point yeah, here. Right. No, like this will be, you know, either that'll be a different era. Oh, of I Jay just White. mean
2: in the future. In the future.
1: Oh, I, I think there'll probably enough time will passed that yeah. I'll, 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 I'll think of this, but so I don't, That's I don't, fair. I don't think I agree fully with that. But I mean, I, I think Jay White's great, and I've been mm. really loving Jay White. But it's, it's, amazing actually, like how often we are getting chats in and people are like I don't get Jay White. Interesting. And I, I made this joke with Ollie, but I feel that people who are just coming to Jay White now are where we were with Jay White after in in, in 2019 mm. when omega left new japan and he stepped up and gator well i say he stepped up gator was like oh we need a new kenny omega and it's you kid mm. you're gonna beat tanahashi at wrestle kingdom and then it's gonna be you versus Akada at a uh, headlining madison square garden and jay white was great but he was not like that guy yet and then he spent the next year two years three years becoming with the best on the planet mm. and was being so so good and proving a lot of us wrong, right. myself included, absolutely proving us wrong. And now it feels like he's almost starting again in AEW where he's like just doing the same shtick. Not mm. like the same shtick, but it's like people come in and be like, I don't get the hype. Right. And then he's just like, I think he's proving I for me it's like he just keeps having banger matches. Mm-hmm. He's doing great promo work, some really good character work. I think the Bullet Club Gold are a fun fa- uh, fun act. I, I think he's killing it right now. Mm. But it is fascinating to me that I feel like I'm in the minority mm. uh, on this. Or like, you know, me, you and Ollie, and the rest of us feel That's like we're, so, we're sort of in the minority on this. We mm. very rarely get people chatting and be like, man, Jay's awesome. Yeah. We only ever get chats being like, don't get it. That's very interesting. Danny, who's been a member for 26 months in a row, says, afternoon, lads. Good to see Floyd again. Outrunners and Turbo Jack and Jake uh, versus Bullet Club. Gold must be inevitable at this point. Book it, Tony. Yeah, coward. Joe Park says, in regards to the devil mask, it should be it should keep hanging it should keep happening to MGF's opponents, pissing them off, making them more vicious, but Max keeps going getting through until they finally come in to help after he's alone and worn down. The reveal is that it's Swerve who easily can take down Max. I don't like the idea of it being Swerve though. That Dylan guy said, if you want great women's wrestling that is taken seriously compared to main roster WWE AEW, watch NXT, because NXT cares about their women's division, or from what I've heard, Impact is a great women's wrestling. Looking
2: good, lads. That's a good shout. NXT does. Uh... Uh, he's is very committed to his women division i think the the tricky thing is that they're all it's developmental i know it's i know it's not treated that way it's being treated and framed as more of a big show there's still fresh stars coming out there it's it's when you've got the big shows with the big talent who are ready mm-hmm. not being given the opportunity um so if you i think that's where you, that's where you step into impact
1: uh, matt here says i get dan's point on women's wrestling but tony just doesn't care he books it because he has to not because he wants to thunder rosa was AEW women's champion last year for six months and barely appeared on tv which had dedicated the belt they didn't do the angle online they didn't do the angle online and not on tv they did do it on tv Uh, she didn't get to cut a promo about it, she did Uh, it just happened, it was never going to change I still think we should criticise them, but to me the way they handled Rose as Champion really showed me that TK doesn't care. When the women started main eventing TV episodes, it felt like damage control on AEW after Lufisto's (coughs) comments were made that I would also disagree with Uh, Sean even admitted that a lot of AEW roster agreed with her comments, that was true. Uh, I want change, uh, but All In was their biggest show and there were 11 matches and only one women's match when Tony was asked about only having one women's match on future AEW shows, his answer was promoting Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, and All Out. AEW there's a lot of
2: good, but the women's division ain't one of them. To just very quickly to the point of, um but Tony doesn't care because I know, I know that's what you said a lot and what we what we've all come to see in agreement. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough for me, I'm, and that's not. Tony just doesn't care. well He should care. It's it's his responsibility to care. Do the rest.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's um, you know, Vince didn't care, and to, to I, and I would say and, the same to Vince. And, and I what, want that to be clear. My, my, this my, is not my, an anti-TK. My my, my point was going to be like, you know, Vince didn't care, and to the point, I, I don't think he cared until Ronda Rousey came mm. in, and that was why we just didn't get it on the product but in him it's like well i'm i'm making money like mm, people yeah. attending the shows and stuff i'm selling tickets. i i'm selling merchandise like but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy it is well they don't get over because yeah you don't give them enough tv time yeah of course they of course they're not going to get over yeah. but again this is what i mean like i keep it's no, uh, no, no it's fair it's fair I, i'm gonna apologize now to wedges so of but f- banging my head against the wall for the last four years repeating myself over and again and like what matt just did there in four different old chats was what i said earlier in the show Mm. because we've all been saying the same thing over and over again Mm. and i can't keep banging my head against the wall anymore yeah David here says, a few weeks late with this, not always able to listen uh, live on a Monday, but Luke previously said that Dunkzilla has the worst haircut in wrestling. He doesn't have the worst haircut of all people, though. Um, even people called Mark Davis. Google the Las Vegas Raiders owner. Now, apparently, uh, this has been posted into our
2: moderator's thread.
1: Yeah, that's not a very good haircut.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's just, there's there's a lot of choices being made there's the there's the length in the back there's the shortness of the fringe mm. there are very i have you ever seen a picture of um Joel Glazer
0: no
2: Joel Glazer who owns the i i don't like to be mean to people he lied uh, <laughs> but um Joel Glazer is the owner of Manchester United and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and oh no that's Joel Joel's fine Avram Glazer is the other, is the one I'm talking about that's his brother um there comes a point where i go what are you trying to achieve? Like, what are you, yeah. what, what are you doing?
1: Like, I get that. It's just you know, it's it's got a little bit of hair at the back
2: there. It's just it's gone bald on top. It's just be, clinging. It look, that's going kind of well. I would look like if I grew my hair out. No, but then the, it's the rat tail bit of it. It's the rat tail bit of it, and then he styles it with like pomade, and it's just not <laughs> the one mate. Because if he just shaved his head, he'd look fine. Is he a billionaire? Uh, he's a knobhead. <laughs> And yes, he's a billionaire. Well, there you go. There's your answer. Not bad. If you're a billionaire, you just do whatever you want. I know. Yeah, like bleed my, com- my, my club
1: dry. Uh, the Deputy Dubs also adds in, uh, have another uh, five bucks here because I've just realized that Luke owner started Halloween early with a great Mr. Rogers costume. Uh, and Spencer Trainer has been a member for five months in a row, says, Hello boys, I'm ecstatic to see House of Black back. Also, I really hope the devil mask is swerve. And everyone's going on the Swerve Train at really the are. moment. Uh, I think it's a great step for him towards the title.
2: I hadn't even entered my thought. Yeah. Uh, my
1: laptop has died, as you pointed out earlier, so I'm gonna have to walk across to the other machine <laughs> to, uh, end the to, to
2: end the poll. So while you, you do that, me. I'll complain about the Glazers who uh said a year ago that they were considering options to potentially sell the global or at least look for new investments and it's been a year and there's been precisely zero uh, forward movement on that and you know if if that ain't the story of the Glazers overall meanwhile um, uh, I've run out of uh, well I've, I could I a little bit more, mate. great what about those weathers eh the weather outside is frightful but the fire is so delightful oh
1: mate the weather on
2: on saturday when i was at the beer festival was it nice i was, all over the show. I was in i was playing D all weekend so i was inside i didn't notice any of the weather um we had we had a we had a thingy oh go on thumbs up Seventy nine percent. Okay, decent. I think it was a good show. I think it was a thumbs up show. Eleven thumbs in the middle, Mm -hmm. and everything
1: else. Only eleven thumbs. Yeah, only (laughs) eleven thumbs in the middle. Eleven percent thumbs in the middle. Uh, But yeah, seventy nine percent show overall. Decent. Uh, It's not as high as some collision episodes that we have done, but Mm -hmm. still uh, not a terrible number for it to score. Yeah. But we'll be back tomorrow reviewing Monday Night Raw. It's
2: been advertised for. Um, I believe the main event is going to be Jey Uso versus Damien Priest. Oh.
1: Yeah. yep Jus versus damian priest um we've also got becky versus indy hartwell oh hello logan paul is on the show oh and sammy versus drew ah yes of course yeah so, pretty stacked episode of Monday Night Raw, which I'm quite excited about. Mm-hmm. We'll be reviewing that tomorrow here on the Rest Talk Podcast channel. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, I've been Luke Owen D A D. Please do press the subscribe button, give us a little thumbs up, leave a comment down below. And I've been joined by the wonderful and always handsome Dan Layton, the truth, of Dan Layton, who is going to be Dan Layton, Laurie Blake Wednesday, who is going to. Oh, that's right! It's Wednesday Night War yeah. this week. Man, I want to remind you—you you are going to be on a, a hell of a losing streak because you, you're <laughs> fancy booking warfare, <laughs> month, Wednesday Night Wars.
2: Then you're going to lose your championship. How that's, dare what a you! a Terrible few weeks for Dan Layton. This is my the beginning of my uh, WrestleMania Thirty arc. This is the very beginning. <laughs> at some point, I had the worst year in my professional life. The authority are going to screw me over
1: uh that is all happening uh, this week on rust talk and on parts fun known all our other great channels so we'll see you then i've been looking dad that has been dan And see you tomorrow jam that jam